Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a very special guest. I am so excited to share with you and um, hear her message and everything that she's doing now, and I'll get into why in just a moment. But her name is Kim Marks, and Kim is a soul coach who helps you transform into alignment with your soul from manifesting a new goal to understanding and moving through the depths of grief. She helps you to reconnect to your internal abundance. So she is a holistic manifestation coach, a radical forgiveness coach, and an archetype um, consultant. I believe that's what it's called. So Kim lives on the beautiful Oregon coast with her husband and her four dogs. And you can learn more about her and how she can help you through her website, which is Kim markscoaching.com that's k-i-m-m-a-r-k-s coaching.com but first let's hear from her directly so kim welcome to the show hi yolanda i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me i'm so excited to have you here um just before the show we started um we had just a minute or two to connect and i just want to share with everyone how we actually met so Kim and I met, we were trying to figure out how long ago it was. It was five to six years ago. And we met in a training in Los Angeles and we we're both um, learning how to read Oracle cards. And so we met at this event those many years ago. And it's just so amazing to see, you know, how her path has unfolded and the direction I went in my path. I mean, so much has changed since then. So that's part of the reason I'm so excited to, have you here today to share with everyone the amazing work that you're doing, but also I get to hear about it all myself. So again, thank you so much for coming on today. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be on with you, Yolanda. I wanted to um, start by asking you, because I know, like even back then when we met and, you know, we we're kind of joking about this, like I was so quiet and like introverted, <laughs> like kind of just <laughs> observing everyone. I didn't want to talk and, um, just, you know, things have changed so much. And I know back then you were um, very heavily into massage, but now you do the soul coaching. And I wanted to know, first off, if you can share with everyone some more detail of what it is that you do as a soul coach and what led you to this path. Sure, Yolanda. And I um, use the term soul coach because I, when I, work with you it's more intuitive and it's not through your thinking so it's finding what your soul and your heart is leading you towards and yeah. yes I did start out with massage and um, I found when I worked with people I was working on their physical bodies but their emotional body and their other parts came up and that needed healing even more than the actual massage work and okay. those people would start to open up to me and tell me things that um, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, some pretty horrific things have happened to people that they just kind of repress and bury in their body or think that yes. they should just get over it. Um, but if you've witnessed or been in trauma or you have had grief or fear that you don't know you have, it's just eating away, it can affect your health. And so I started practicing just listening and then I realized that maybe I should get some training. So I started getting training for coaching. And um, I started combining the two. But I, when I moved to Oregon, I decided that really I needed to step into it fully and just only do coaching and let the massage 
be with somebody else who's ready to work with the physical. Right. And, you know, and what I, actually, I just want to know if I could ask you really quickly because you brought up something that I think is so um, important and a lot of people don't realize how much what we go through and those energies and our emotions, how they do store themselves in our physical being. So was that something that you knew prior to starting to hear this information come through or was that kind of like a surprise for you when you started noticing that? Well, I went to a very um, open-minded massage school, and they mentioned things like that, but I had not experienced that ever. And so the first time I just knew something about someone, I didn't believe it. Like, yeah, right, you know that about that person. And then later they would tell me, and it wouldn't be the exact way I knew it, right? but I knew that they'd had some horrific trauma. Like one of the most vivid ones for me is, I had a man that I was working with for um, car accidents, but one day he came in and I gave him a massage. And during that massage, he's laying there all peaceful and calm. And I'm starting to panic and thinking, I can't work on this guy. He's, I just feel unsafe. And I'm, I got really frightened, you know, yeah. but I, I sucked it up and he went home. But the next time he showed up, he says to me, you know, last time when I was here, I was really thinking about just killing myself. Oh, wow. And um, I'm like, oh, that's what I was kidding. You know, and um, like he was so grateful and I never said a word or did anything, but just showing him compassion that um, he gave me a puppy that was from my daughter, a type she had been wanting. And his dog had one. So he gave me the puppy. So now we have Rogue. and I didn't do anything but listen and, and just have compassion for that man. Right. But that's so a that's huge thing. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really, really cool. Frightened. Yeah. I, I, I mean, me, imagine. Right. So how did you learn to start um, translating that? Like, how did you start realizing what was yours and what was what you were picking up from other people? Well, that's a very ongoing process. Yeah. I started to have to really learn about myself, who I really am, and not just who I thought I was. Right. And so by doing these various, learning to be a coach, learning about forgiving yourself and others, learning um, archetypes, all those things let me really think about who internally am I? What is my sole mission here? Who am I really here for? And is, what do I feel like? So now most of the time I can say, "Mm, that's not my fear. I normally feel it this way. Oh, that's not my upset stomach. I normally feel it that way. But you really have to start paying attention. To yourself. Yes. That is is not what we usually want to do. Right. And it's actually one of the hardest things to do, but it's so powerful. So did you learn a lot of that through your coaching, through that type of training? Yes, because whenever you are learning and you're working with someone, you're still learning. And um, during the coaching training, of course, you do practice and you do self-work and you do um, a lot of exercises and you you start knowing. And even during that, I would realize sometimes we're doing it. Someone would be practice coaching with me, but I would be like, oh, that's their own thing coming through. So I started knowing more and more 
something's coming that's not me. And I usually feel it versus it doesn't come like some people see pictures or hear voices or whatever. I right. feel things. So then I have to figure out what does that feeling mean for me? What does that symbolize? Because it's not like I get a, a picture, you know, like a heart in your mind or an anchor or yeah. a noose or something. It's like a feel. Yes. And do you ask questions intuitively, like to yourself, to try to get clarity around that? Or do you just go more deep into connection to what you're feeling? Um, if I really can't get it by feeling through it, and sometimes you can just let it go because you know you don't need to know it. And other right. times, if it's something I feel like I need to know and I'm just not getting it, that's when I'll use the oracle cards. Yeah. Because they kind of help because you get sometimes lost in your own thinking and, and can't drop down into your heart enough. And those sometimes help bring clarity where you know, I just wasn't getting it. So they're more like the, you know, if you're asking for a sign, they're more like the sign then if you have to ask for help. Yeah, no, totally. So now with all of this that you've done and that work on um, yourself, actually, before I ask you, because I do want to know about your sessions and, you know, what people can expect from working with you and what that's like. Um, I also want to know about the archetypes and how that can be so beneficial to us. But just doing that work on yourself, because I talk about that a lot on the show, um, the importance of working on ourselves, like especially, you know, so many people want to help other people. And I'm like, yeah, but we really have to start with ourselves and looking at ourselves and doing that work. How did that change or impact your life, doing that work just on you? Well, you know, you're so right about we need to work on ourselves because we don't realize when we don't work on ourselves, we're not putting our strongest light energy forth and we're not going to meet our highest mission because we're going to deplete ourselves. It'd be like yes. never eating and only drinking water. You're going to cave in someday. Right. Um, so by, by learning about myself, I'm able to set better boundaries. I'm able to see situations clearer. I don't get dragged in as often into um, drama, even yes. in my family, because their families are always the hardest. But right. um, for me, anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't have that anymore. I, I'm doing much better. I can step out of it. I can, um, and I can realize that it's just people's fears going around and things triggered from their childhood or other times that they don't even know. And they're looking for something to blame that feeling on. And so it's suddenly yes. they're mad at the driver in front of her or they yell at their spouse or they, you know, they smash their finger because they're upset and they don't know. And then they think it's an accident and then it just goes on and on. But I don't do that nearly as often. And right. I can just say, you know, I'm feeling odd. I'm cranky today. And that helps. Like my husband is so much happier when I say that, because then not only am I not as cranky as I was, he knows, you know, that I need space. Right. That's so huge. It really I mean, helped me. Yeah, that's really, really amazing. And then in your coaching, so you work with people to help them align more deeply with their soul. So is that more about helping them to see what they're holding and to help them understand themselves? What is, what is your work about? It's about um, it's a, the aligning with your soul is about letting go of all the things you don't need that were just learning lessons. See mm -hmm. it in a different way. 
so you can move forward because we're here to expand and to see what the possibility could be for you to reach your highest potential. And right. it keeps changing. You're, it's not like you reach the high potential and it's over. So after you reach that one, there's a next one out there. and a next Another one. one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so like ongoing. It's like the yeah. goal. But it keeps right. happening. There's a new goal after that. Right. And, and when you get lost in your drama and your pain and your grief and, and trauma and whatever's happened in your life, you don't see. You're not as aware. and You can't see those possibilities because you're only in the same little circuit. And it's all about your brain, too, your brain um, pathways. And by helping you use them differently, you can make new ones and let go of those old ones that are not serving you anymore. Right. Oh, that's so, I, yes, completely um, can relate to all of that because it has been such a, a beautiful unfolding, that self-connection and getting to know, you know, what it is we hold and having these like revelations and these mini like celebrations of like, wow. And you, it's like, you literally feel the shifts when you reach that one goal that you didn't even know was there, but just like that space of realization. And then you go on and then, Oh, there's more to do. So yeah, it's an amazing, amazing journey. Now in your practice, I know that you also work with um, archetypes and, I thought this would be so interesting to talk to people about. So what is the significance of that work and how can it benefit us to know like which we fall in or what is that about? Like the work that you do specific to that. Okay. Well, basically let me tell you that what an archetype is in case somebody doesn't know what you mean by archetype. Um, And it, it came out through Carl Jung, who was a, I think he was a Swiss psychologist, but yes. mm-hmm. he came up with the idea that we have a collective unconscious. He's not the only one, but he's the one you hear about. And then he came up with archetypes and how they um, connect into the collective unconscious. So basically, it's a universal form of energy that we all understand, but it's, a sim- it's symbolically. Um, and it's, they're easily seen, and we can use any archetype by choosing so if we want to be something, we could choose it. Um, and in, everyone in the world knows, like, a mother and a file, father and a child archetype, you know, right. or maybe the teacher and the trickster and the priest. But then certain communities or certain um, areas of the world might have some that are more unique to them. Like, we don't typically have the emperor and the empress, especially not in the West, but Right. Not even really. It's it's the one that's kind of fading out of use as new ones come in, you know. Like we might have the nerd and the bohemian, but right. um, which wouldn't have been back in ancient history because it's, it's a new developing one. Right. Um, and um, so we're using those out of the sixth dimension so that to understand things. And we all came here, I think, is to grow our souls and to expand the universe. Yes. And by doing that... We, the theory is that we had 12 archetypes that we came into this world with as our lens to see how to use the, um, how to be in the world and how to see and act. And mm-hmm. you can have a, a side of an archetype that is light, which is usually the one that's the highest potential. And then you can have one that you could call the dark or the negative or whatever, but it's the one that it's, you're not using the archetype to make the world better. You're actually using it to, 
to not expand, to keep things inside and use them in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things when you find your archetypes, you can start seeing where you're doing things that are empowering you and things where you're either disempowering yourself or others. And, right. Um, then you can start seeing your life isn't um, haphazard, that it's coming for a reason. And then once you start to choose that and you've learned your archetypes, then you can make not only a conscious effort in how you're operating in your life, but you can understand other people with a bigger awareness and you can empower yourself to play a bigger role in your life. Yes. You know, and it improves your relationships really with everyone and everything from because you start seeing things in archetypes and you start seeing, oh, that is their um, dictator coming out, you know? Yeah. That's really yeah, yeah. not somebody bad. And it takes it makes it more neutral because it's not really a good or a bad. It's just what's happening. So is the idea that everybody – is that the idea that everybody has all of them? It's just we may have one that's more present or we're more connected to? Well, the we idea to- is you can – you can use all of them. Like you hear um, in Asian and Eastern cultures, they'll call on their masters to help them. Or even okay. in the West, somebody might call on Jesus or Allah or whatever to come down and help them. You're calling right. that energy in to help you. So yes. when we come here, we have these 12 that are always with us, that are always growing and developing, because that's how we chose to get into this world and and learn. But then... Sometimes you need to use another one. The favorite is like the damsel in distress. Maybe your car breaks down and you don't know how to change the tire. And maybe you're the, like the most strong woman ever, but you can't, you don't know how. You suddenly decide to be weak and fake, and some guy comes by, and he's Mr. Macho. You've got the damsel coming out. I need help. And then the knight's coming to rescue you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just use it for a moment, and then you go on. But right. you know you're doing it. You, it's because it's a conscious choice. You know, I'm here unsafe. I need somebody strong. And the knight doesn't have to be a man either. They're not, archetypes are not male and female. They might fall under that division, like a masculine or a feminine archetype, but it doesn't right. matter if you are a man or a woman. Got it. If that makes perfect sense. so you sense. have these 12, and they go along with the astrological houses. And the astrological houses are really the development from when you're born up until... So the first half of it is all about your self-development. The second half is how you're out in the world. So they go with that. They also connect in with your chakras. They connect in with a lot of things, the tree of life. Yeah. That's actually kind of amazing because as soon as you said the number 12, that's what popped into my head because I love astrology. And I was thinking like, oh, I wonder, okay, so are the signs, are those, you know, um, connected to what it is that you're talking about. So if someone comes to you for this type of work, what is it that you are helping them to identify? Like, how do they work with this information? Well, first you have to figure out what ones you have. And Mm -hmm. I took Carolyn May's course, and she wrote Sacred Contracts, which I do use her book because it does help you. But when I first read that book, I just put it aside. I'm like, what? But then one day I decided to take the course. So then I looked at the book more. But it took me and my partner, it took us a year to figure out our archetypes. And I tried to make it simpler than that. I'm trying to use more intuition because it doesn't have to be exact. 
because how you right. understand it that really matters. So anyway, um, let me get lost on that. So you get your 12 archetypes and you mix them with the house, but it's layered. So we start with the learning them, and that's why I have my online course, so you can do the basics. And then when you start working with me, we pick either a subject, like you want to heal your health or you want to start a new business or you want to do something different. You want to understand why you don't get along with people or why you, whatever it is you want to know more about about yourself. And then we use these archetypes in this house is in a wheel and we um, move them around so that they're in your best place. And then we analyze how that will work for you. Wow. Or you could even do a fate and destiny chart where you go from, which is pretty big and it takes forever, but you go from here's fate. These are this 12. If I was to be in charge consciously instead of unconsciously, how would I learn that? So then you mix, 36 archetypes together and you learn how those are telling you from your first three chakras up into the you know your higher your eighth chakra how you're going to be different how you would do it if it was from the cosmos as opposed to you know grounded in the third dimension reality right pretty interesting to see how you are going and you notice as you're doing this you actually look back and you're like i'm already starting to do those things just by asking the questions and getting it set up that is really interesting. So is it similar to having, like, an astrology chart done, like that same kind of concept? And how I do think you... If you had, uh-huh. if you had an astrologer and you had your chart, mm-hmm. it does help because I took my basic chart. I don't know as much about astrology, but at least I know the basics about the house. Right. Um, but then we would throw that in, like, okay, if your planet is in this house, how does that affecting it also? Because every little thing is affecting you, right. you know, and you have layers of things that affect you besides just your own thoughts. Um, right. So we add that in. But if you knew that, you could actually even go further with it. Or if you so had then, an astrologer that explains what's going on in the house with you, and then you add your archetype to how you're operating and showing the world, it could really help a lot. That's really interesting. You don't have so then, to know if, it. if I so say someone took your class and they go through the online portion of learning the twelve archetypes, then they okay. work with you and you help them identify what their archetypes are, and they could have more than one. And then, what, right, how do you? I would help you if you're having problems. Some people just go, "Nope, this is it." And other people have problems figuring them out because you want to go yeah. back from childhood to get your basic 12, not uh-huh. necessarily what you're doing in the moment. And um, some people get stuck. Like there's these four archetypes that every person has, and that's called the um, survival archetypes. And mm-hmm. those are like the victim, the um, prostitute, the saboteur, and the child. And there's like a million children archetypes, but you really only show one okay. stronger than the others. So you, just even those four get confusing for people. But um, so I'll help them, people figure those out. But really, once they figured them out, then we like go into them in depth. We start thinking about how they're showing up in their lives. And based on whatever they're wanting to do, we might not even start at house number one. We might start somewhere else. Like maybe you're having a problem with um, like you can't keep money in your life. 
So you might go right. into the eighth house and see what archetype is in there and um, how it's playing out in your life. just depends on what question you would have, but you Got really it. need to know more in depth or where you want to go with that. Most people start with a problem, but some people just want to learn more. They're just fascinated, and they didn't yeah. have a specific issue. And then they might find they had a few that they didn't know about, but they didn't start with an issue. Got it. So then it's like it gives you more clarity around how you're operating and how you're showing up in your life. Exactly. And okay. Doing it consciously or unconsciously. Got it. Oh, that's we do a lot of it unconsciously, and those four survival archetypes, when we're especially unconsciously, will connect up with another one and work together to unconsciously to do whatever you're unconsciously doing. Right. That sounds really, really interesting. It's so amazing, like all the different tools that we have um, that all point us back to ourselves. <laughs> like all of it, all of this work, it all comes back to you really seeing yourself. So I know that even with that, and um, I want to make sure two people know if they want to learn more about that and if they want to do the course, they can get that information on your website, right? That's correct. Kim, okay, and again, that's KimMarksCoaching.com, but one of the things I wanted to also talk to you about, because I thought it was very interesting, I saw that you also focus on forgiveness and then radical forgiveness, so what is that, and what's the difference? Well, we hear a lot about forgiveness, and we should forgive, but there's that word should in there. Anything you mm-hmm. should do is, is probably you're not ready. Because it's a should. And um, if you, so to me already, regular forgiveness is putting in, we should be doing this. You should forgive every day. It makes you feel better. It does this and that. But in regular forgiveness, there's always a victim. I mean, and you kind of have, it's like you have this power play between whoever's being forgiven and the forgiver, you know. And um, in radical forgiveness, there's no right or wrong it wasn't that somebody was wronged or they were right it's more a a bigger picture view of the world but um we're all as one and there's um it's not a um let me think of how to say it it's more of a spiritual view and regular forgiveness is still based in the here and now on that third i mean in this you know third dimension where here you did this to me and now, I have to either forgive you to let go or not, where in radical yeah. forgiveness, it's more about grace consciousness. Okay. And, and about that it all happened for a reason. And that doesn't mean that here in this earth that somebody can murder someone and get away with it and have no consequences or harm somebody in any way. It's not saying that, but from a spiritual cosmos unknown view, it's more of, it happened for a reason. Everyone was learning, and um, it's okay. And you don't have to believe that. You just have to mm-hmm. be willing to believe it, that that's possible. That's the secret of it is, the, is it possible that maybe that's true? Right. And then when you do radical forgiveness, we don't ignore our feelings. And a lot of traditional forgiveness, and I see this all the time, someone's been hurt for whatever reason, and um, they're like, well, I still like that person. I'll just forgive them. 
but they won't admit that how bad they were hurt and they won't feel their feelings. But if you don't clear those feelings, you can't really forgive right. because they're still in there and they get provoked in other ways that you don't know. And so someone else does something similar to you later and you turn and snap at them and the other person actually was maybe not even doing anything. It just felt like it, but you don't know it. So that's so like it sounds like those triggers. So much, yeah, it takes, and what's great about it is if you do a current one, you don't have to go back through every incident in your life and clear those. You just take a similar energy that you're, that's happened more recently, and you get that one cleared. And then it helps clear all those triggers out of your system because you actually allowed yourself to feel that feeling, and you don't need that lesson as much anymore or at all. That makes and a lot of sense. And it also works for, like, world events, too, because, you know, we're bombarded with the horrors of the world. Right. And you're still pretty helpless. So it also helps with that if you get too caught up in the dramas of the world and, and yeah. get to, to thinking how horrible it is. It's another tool to help you out of that. So it sounds like with everything around this, it's a lot of like stepping out of the blame and kind of allowing yourself to see the lesson, but then also having that true acknowledgement of yourself and how you feel and not being so passive because we can be very dismissive. Um, about how we feel and how things affect us. I think it comes back around to even what you were talking about in the very beginning of how we end up then with all of this stuff, these energies and emotions stored within our body and then the the effect that it can have on us on all levels. You summed that up really well, Yolanda, because that's, oh. that's really what it's all about. It's taking that victim that we all mm-hmm. have and the victim mentality, which is huge in, the, in our society, and turning it into the, the, the highest level of the victim is the victor, where you are strong in your life. Right. And, and you stand for what you believe in, and you are no longer, you don't get victimized anymore once you can, if you can get the victim up to its highest potential. Uh, it's so interesting, I think, especially now, um, just like you said, with so much that we are bombarded with and what's going on in the world nowadays. And I say all the time, I think it's so important for our shift, um, for all of us to connect in with ourselves to do this work so that we can expand that out into the field of this collective consciousness because there is so much happening. And even on um, one of the previous shows, I was, just talking about how the reach of, you know, what is poisoning us in so many ways is very great. Like from the food we're eating, what's on TV, the music on the radio, all of these things and just life in general, these experiences and exchanges that we're having with each other and a lot of people exchanging from a place of hurt because they haven't acknowledged themselves. So this work that you're doing and really helping people to look at what they're holding but giving them the tools to also work with what they're holding in a higher way, that's huge. Because it's not really, you know, it's not like beating yourself up over what you're holding or what you've been through, but acknowledging it and lifting your own awareness around it. Right. And when you lift your own awareness, you raise your vibration out of the dark ones of anger and fear. Yeah. You know, even pride is better than anger and fear. But you move up. 
and you have more. So if you have more times where you're in peace and joy and love, you're in the higher vibration, you're putting that in the collective. Right. And um, then you don't get sucked into all that drama. You don't like panic because you've read about the latest horror a hundred times and think, right. man, the world is awful. You start seeing that that's the chaos before the next change. Instead of instead of fearing it, you're like, before we move forward, there's always chaos. It has to crumble before yeah. the next good thing happens. And it may not be perfect, but we're just starting this age of Aquarius, so we've got a ways to go. But somebody has to hold the light. Yeah. Might and well the way you. that we view things, exactly. You know, that's another huge thing, I think, for all of us to know, like our perspective and how we view things and how we hold things um, has an effect, not just on ourselves, but on the collective. So, Again, that's one of the things why I'm even myself such a big cheerleader of doing the work for yourself because your view and what you hold and what you're vibrating, it is influencing everyone, everyone around you. So why wouldn't you want to then lift that, work on yourself, heal your stuff, and then in turn, that's what you're feeding out into the collective. And then it spreads. It shifts, right. you so know, then- you and everyone. You're broadcasting the world is a good place and we are here to expand and it will happen. And if enough of us have this idea, it will show up in the world where the traditionally we've been on the fear based, but that's like the beginnings, you know, of the Mm -hmm. world. And that needs to be let go. And of course there's going to be people that don't want that to let go because for some people fear based and hate and anger, not only does it uplift them, not, in a vibrational sense, but they right. feel like it. It makes them feel powerful. But yes. why would they want it to change? Right. It because it seems then like you... they're going right for you. They don't, you don't want it to change. In fact, you're going to fight it. Right. Nope. It's so true, but it keeps so many others outside of their power. And so that's why I think the work that you're doing and, you know, even part of why I started this podcast was, to try to remind everyone the importance of reclaiming your own power, but we can only do that, but through that self-acknowledgement and realizing and recognizing our abilities and what we do hold it, but how you have the power to shift and change and make choices. And like, you can do this yourself. And it's so beautiful that we can guide each other and we can share with each other what we've learned and all these different tools and these different ways of doing it because, you know, we all resonate different things some people may like reiki some people will want to do you know this work which i think is really really fascinating we all have things that we connect with but it's all to lift ourselves and see ourselves so it's so beautiful so i wanted to ask you too if someone um who are usually your your clients are they people who are you know questioning a direction in their life is it usually you know who would come to you to do this work? Um, people, it's men and women usually, they're usually over 30 because um, they're at a stage where they're thinking differently. Some, not as many 20-year-olds are in this place, but some are, you know. But there's, mm-hmm. And they come because they either need to change something in their life, but who I've worked the most with is people who have, unresolved grief that's holding them back, unresolved trauma that's holding them back. And I don't mean therapy where you go to your your therapist because this is more of a spiritual level and it's like clearing things out of your 
energy field, which may happen in therapy, but that is more, you know, a conscious process. Yeah. So it's, right. So it's not people that are doing that. Are these? They might be doing it within conjunction, and but it's people who've had something that's holding them back, so they've lost their feeling of personal power. They don't know where they've given it up to or why they've even given it up or that they're even giving their personal power up. But they're feeling they're not going anywhere. They're feeling stuck, and they're, they're in a, a lot of emotional pain. Yeah. And they're usually nice. <laughs> usually very nice. People. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes we're too nice. <laughs> well, we've been taught to be, and that's actually – you know, part of that, you know, um, I guess like training or conditioning too has been to not acknowledge ourselves, but to be so nice to everyone else, but not necessarily ourselves, which is so interesting. But, you know, it's a great thing when you get to a place where you finally say like, something's got to change. Like I have to do something differently. Okay. Maybe I need to sit down and look at myself. So, yeah. Now, um, with your website, I saw that you have the sessions and you also have the archetype uh, class. So the sessions, are those something totally different? What are your sessions about? Yeah, so the class is to give you the basics about archetypes. So if I'm talking about one, you don't get lost in like, what are you even, t-? you know, because it's like that's easier to get the basic idea by just taking the online course. Right. And then if you're going to, when somebody wants to work with me, I'd like them to set up and email me and then we set up a time to chat and see what, if we might fit for each other. So we like taking a, a half hour consultation and then um, somebody might want to do a whole program or maybe they're still not unsure and they want to do like a session and see how that goes just to see how I am because, you know, it's a big thing to open up. You want to feel safe when you're right. talking to people because what happens most is that I've noticed is people going along, they're fine. They love the idea. And then they hit a spot where it got scary and they don't want to admit that they're scared and they might just shut down or just want to quit. And that's when you really need the coach is to remind you that you'll be able to get through it. But um, it often happens that that's where they get stuck. Yes. So that's why I try to have a program. So you've, you're already committed in, um, so you don't just drop it. Right. Because if you just do session by session, a lot of people will hit the scary parts and they need something to push them to hold them stronger. Okay. Believe me, sometimes so, when you feel something inside of you, you know, I'm sure you've done that, Yolanda, where you're like, I don't really want to go here. This feels yeah. really bad. You yeah. Know? Yep. Completely can't to that. And you're like, so true. We, we were just talking about you went to see your mother's grave for the first time. What do you mean we don't need to talk about this? Right, right. On, you know? That's so true. So, so would you recommend, if people are interested in doing this work with you, would you say it's better to start by doing the course, or can they, if they want to just jump into a session, is that also a possibility? They can just jump into a session, because somebody may not want to do archetypes, I like to mix it all together because you're going to be going along and you're going to find you need some tools to help you move along. But um, maybe you just have one incident and you want help learning how to forgive it. All right. That's Mm -hmm. like a two or three session 
incident. It's just like one thing, like somebody did something to you and you just can't let go of it and starting right. to make you make poor decisions, you know, um, or you just had, you wanted some help figuring out how maybe to manifest a better job. People like that subject, but yeah. or a better relationship, but it's not like your, yours is so bad that you can't function, but you just wanted a little help because you're not getting there and your family isn't giving you good advice or you don't feel it in your heart, the right advice. Then you might right. just do two or three sessions. But okay. if you really want to get deep, then you want to do other things. If you have a long-held thing um, that's been going on, you have a pattern of um, poor relationships, poor job choices, money always disappearing, everything going bad in your life, you might need more than that. Right. More work to do. So with the class, what comes with that? So in the class, I, you mentioned- um, I, I have two options for the class. Um, one is if you already had the Carolyn Mays um, book and one if you don't. But basically the class covers, you get the book and you get Carolyn Mays um, archetype card deck. Those are not all the archetypes in the world. There's only like 72. But, you know, there's only so many we can go over. But they fall into families. So it gives you an idea and it can give you a start. And they help you um, pick your archetypes. And then there's six sessions and they go over what is an archetype. It's a video that you watch. And it goes over um, the basic archetypes. It goes over the basics of the houses, which, as you know, just keep, you keep learning more, but the very basics yeah. of the houses. And then um, how to pick your own and how to do it more intuitively. Got it. And then okay. you pick your own and then you put them in your wheel. So in the, and it can be changed, but you don't want to redo it a hundred times because right. you're overthinking it. And I think it should be more intuitive. So if you keep having to change it, that's when you, of course, need help just to pick. But um, yeah, it's really about how do you learn to trust your intuition a bit more? And that so that's what really you get in the class. Way to do it. Yeah. And so the deck of cards, are they very specific to um, this work? Or are these cards that you also use with people in readings? I don't always use the cards in readings, but I have. Like sometimes you're like, Okay, I know that I'm doing, I'm using my, for me, it's always my mother that likes to step in, all right, because uh-huh. I have that archetype in my highest potential house, and she gets kind of carried away. And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, this person in this situation, but it's still in that arena or whatever, I'm like, I need to stop using this archetype. And then I might pull a card for a suggestion as to what archetype I might want to use. Got it. Okay. In that situation. So the next time I go, in fact, I did that once for an incident and I got the martyr card and I'm like, hmm, I need to use the highest. You don't think of the martyr in the high. You think of them in the low usually, but the highest energy in this situation is, you know, because you trust God will, 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 or whatever, you could, it doesn't have to be God, but the divine or something will come in. So after I thought about that, I'm like, okay, I need to remember that when I'm in this situation with this person. What's interesting about it is listening to you explain this a little more, it sounds like to me it probably helps us to not to get stuck in patterns. Because, you know, we get stuck in our patterns, we get stuck in our routines, so we may be stuck in a particular archetype, right? 
but right. if you have these tools and this understanding, it'll help you to not get stuck in those ways of being, especially when we can access so many other um, ways of being depending on the right. situation. So it's more like situational and what's going to be in the highest and best for you for this particular circumstance. That you're right. That you're either upset, worried, things aren't going well. Right. And um, it's like, who do you want to bring to the party? You know, right. if you yeah. go to somebody's party and you're going there and they're all discussing politics and that's not your thing. And you know, that just, causes divisiveness and your rebel comes out and you just go redneck over it nobody will like you you see that in the right. films so they want to kick you out of the place you know because right. um you are you can't it got out of control and it's not using logic or con it's just fighting because it's fighting and a lot of times when we're doing good we don't realize we're actually putting out negativity when we're trying to do good right that is really interesting. It's so funny. I um, On my website, there's a um, Creating with the Moon and Stars workbook. It's like the free download when they sign up for my newsletter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I had that idea at the beginning of the year because, you know, I love, you know, the signs and astrology. And I'm like, oh, what if we all, like, no matter what's in your chart, we really came to understand the energy of each sign so we could tap in and utilize, like, the power of each sign as we go throughout the year. So it kind of, it's reminding me of that, but instead of going like month to month, like literally tapping into these different aspects of who we are, but again, using it in a way that's um, in our highest and best, depending on the situation. So it sounds really cool. I'm actually going to um, sign up for that. Well, you have piqued my curiosity. That sounds Right up my it alley. is really, really cool, but it's yeah. overwhelming at first. You can imagine my family. I'm just starting to talk about them, and they're like, "Oh, not again! She's not going to talk about another <laughs> architect," you know. And they're but they're starting to understand the language, even by not having done anything. And right. um, and there's and we're starting to use it amongst ourselves even a little bit, you know. And it has helped everybody do a little bit better when you realize that. A, you know, a certain person's archetype is activated, especially their inner child that's not the happy one, um, which gets activated all the time, and we don't know it. But um, right. then you can respond differently. I think something so cool too. Right. And then you get to even see, like, how multifaceted you are. Because, again, I think a lot of times, you know, we can find ourselves in these boxes and these ideas of who we think we are or these roles that we've fallen into or, you know, even playing the characters of what other people view us as, like whether it be in our relationships and those types of things. But to use these kind of tools and have this awareness of like, whoa, actually, like I, I, there's more to me than just this, you know, small sliver that I've been functioning from. Like, it seems like it would help people to be even more expansive and um, just acknowledge themselves. It, re- it really does. Ways. And, yeah. And, and Yolanda, even if they don't want to do all their archetypes or they don't want to learn right. them all, if you just learn the four survivor archetypes, mm-hmm. which is the victim, the prostitute, the saboteur, and the child, yeah. those are, everybody has them. Those are, you get those, they show up first because that's how you survive. But if Mm -hmm. you just understand those four, you will be amazed at how often you see those showing up in other people and realizing 
that they're being triggered and you don't have to react anymore. You can be, oh, wow, that person just got triggered. Oh, their kid just got, um, their, their prostitute is saying, no, I have to do this or I'll die, you know? Yeah. And it's all about learning faith and choice. And once you start learning the lessons enough, you should start going to the light side and not have to learn from the negative side anymore. Yeah. Well, I have to ask you, I mean, because the word, I mean, obviously, I'm like, what is the prostitute about? What is that? And what is the highest <laughs> potential of I, that? I can't tell you. <laughs> Some people hate the prostitute in that name. And I, I thought about it because there's another way of looking at them, you know, as the knight and the lover and the magician. And that's uh-huh. more for men because men get like sometimes overworked up in names. But uh-huh. if you think about the traditional word prostitute, it's when you sell yourself for safety. Ah, uh, And so okay. we do that in a million ways. We do it with a job we hate. We do it when we won't speak up at a job because um, we, we think that they'll fire us They won't, or we don't ask for what we're worth. Or right. we do that when we um, won't speak up for something that's right. Maybe we um, are walking down the street and we see something that we should step in and at least say something, and we don't do it because we want to feel safe. Or we do it every day when you're out in public and little children are wandering around and they're not being attended well or they're doing something unsafe, and we yeah. don't speak up because we're afraid to because, you know, it's not safe. And then that kid jumps over the edge or does something, you know, and then we feel, then we have to feel guilt on top of it. Right. So um, we do it in so many ways you don't even know. But after you get used to saying the word, it's kind of fun to throw out, you know. Yeah. We don't have to think of it just as selling your body, you know, for money. Right. Yeah. I had to do that one. Yeah, you know, I knew, because I'm like, okay, if I'm curious about this one, I know people listening must be like, well, I wonder what the prostitute is about. So, no, but that makes perfect sense. That makes absolute yeah. sense. And when you so, start throwing that word around, people look at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, but I'm like, I can't well, imagine. Well, to me, like, that's your prostitute, you know? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because you got kicked again, and you let them do it, because you're afraid. That is and that's so about funny. faith. It's really about faith and being safe. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you before we go, because we just have a few minutes left. So I wanted to ask you, because, you know, sometimes people are, you know, they're starting to get that call or they're starting to feel that nudge, but there's still some hesitation or reservation around it. When you started out in all of this, Um, is there something that you can share with people that really helped you to finally say like, okay, you know what, I'm going to start working on me or what was it or, you know, that really kind of gave you like the strength or the courage to finally say like, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to do this. And do you have any advice for people who are like at the beginning stages or kind of questioning themselves? Well, I um, actually, that's when my intuition also was picked up, not just massage, but I was living with um, a child with attachment disorder. And um, things happened to me, and I was like, what the? And I, you know, like, where did that come from? And thoughts came in my head, and I'm like, I thought I was going crazy. And then, um, and I became mean, and I wasn't a mean person and reactive. And I'm like, I've got to do something. I can't be like this. 
this isn't me and I can't be that way. Um, And then that whole thing ended in um, an adoption dissolution. And that was so painful that um, I'm like, if I don't do something, I'm going to be one of those people that can't get out of bed, that won't ever do anything again. And so it's painful sometimes. And I would say this even about massage when I, cause I did massage that um, was not just therapy. It was therapeutic, not just for relaxation. And I'm like, you're already in an extreme pain. If I inflict a smidge more and you're going to be better, it, it's what's better. You already right. know this pain. Would you like it to, to know it differently or have it leave you? And so you have to just remember you're going to be different. And that pain that you're trying to not feel will go, will change and transform. Right. And that's the thing you have to keep remembering when you hit that block of fear, that you can change and transform. People do it every day, and you can do it too. But it does take a little work sometimes. Yes. And I think that's such a great message because, a lot, you know, we do go through a lot in life and there are those times where we feel like there's no end or there's no way out or we just, you know, frustrated with being caught in those cycles. So to hear that and to know, like, not only is it possible, but it does take work, you know, it, it does. It takes that dedication for ourselves to show up for ourselves. But it, even the times where it's tough, you know, because it can be tough to look at your stuff, you know, but it's so worth it. And it's like, you're never the same. That's one of the things I always tell people, I I promise you, you'll never be the same once you finally just say yes to yourself. Yeah. And then even when you think, oh, why did I do that? Because now you're more aware. Mm -hmm. You would never really choose to go back where you were less aware after you've become more aware. Uh, So true. So true. I so like I would do it all over again, like even, you know, the parts that were tough for what the end result has been and what I'm learning now and just where I am with myself, I would do it all over again. So I wanted to thank you so much, Kim, for coming on today and sharing with us about your work, for sharing with us about the benefits of really showing up and looking at ourselves and starting to... Um, create those transformations and that self-acknowledgement. Can you share with everyone again, like how to contact you? Um, do they just do it through the website and anything else you'd want anyone to know before we wrap up today? Okay. Um, the one thing I would suggest is if you're just kind of new and you're hesitant and you, everybody reads self-help books, but actually do something that's in one of the self-help books. If it has an exercise to do, Force yourself to do it, not just read it and then think, oh, I'll do that, but actually do it, Um, especially if you're hesitant, um, because those little practices, if you just do one of them, even if it's a breathing practice, you'll find your life starts to do better, and you might become less hesitant, and you might become more eager. So that I would recommend doing that. That's one of the reasons I made my course is even if you never get coaching or anything else, if you just got the basics about those survival archetypes, it'll help you so much. Right. Um, because my mission in life is more joy and peace for every person one heart at a time. And um, yeah. you get more peace when you feel like you're one with the world because you know the right. world's okay, even when it looks not okay. Right. So, oh, that's a beautiful message. 
And if they and want to reach me, the best way really is to email me. It's info at Kim Marks Coaching um, because I get so many calls and I'm not, a, and my phone is unreliable. So it's better to email me and we'll set up a time to chat. Okay. And um, my website is KimMarksCoaching.com. Okay. And I, and I just Phoenix symbol. So every, I also used to do massage that might show up under Kim Marks, but it, it will link you back over to the coaching. Yeah. But I have a Phoenix symbol because I'm all about rebirth. Yes. Yes, that is a beautiful one. And that's really what this is all about. And just in case, I have the link to Kim's website in the show description. So to learn more about her and the work that she does, please go down to the show description and you can click on the link from there, Kim's Mark, KimMarksCoaching.com. Um, that's K-I-M-M-A-R-K-S Coaching.com. I got a little tongue-tied. So thank you again, Kim, so much for coming on to share today. I had a great time talking with you, Landa, and thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And I really do want to um, thank everyone again for joining me today on Reiki Radio. I, you know, I'm counting down to our final episode. We just have like about a week left after three years. And I am um, really looking forward to the episodes we have upcoming, more guests to share more information with you to really help you on your path of transformation and growth. And if you would like to work with me one-to-one to join me in the Coven of Consciousness, be sure to go to youtube.com, get more information on that. But there is more uh, coming up this month, in the month of September, we have a lot of huge energy. So to learn more about the energy that's coming up in September, be sure to get on my email list, which is also at uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. Just by signing up, you get free access to an online course and meditations and some other goodies. So there's so much for you to um, learn, stay in touch, and I really look forward to connecting with you all. Also, finally, before we go, we have the podcast coaching free webinar tonight. That's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. If you want to join me for that, be sure to register for it on my website. It is absolutely free. And for those of you who leave a recording for the final show, you know, our final episode is on September 7th, and you can record a message for the final show by going to uchi.com forward slash Reiki Radio, or you can just find the page on my website. If you record your message to be on the final episode and your message is used in the final episode, you could win a free Reiki session with me. So be sure to do that. I always send you light and love, and thank you again to Kim for joining us today. And for everyone, remember to always journey in love. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.